What's up, guys? Welcome to episode six of the Flip Your Life podcast. I'm your co-host, Vaughn Bethel. Uh, my other host, Miles Barrio, couldn't be here today. Um, he had a conflict. So I just wanted to shoot a quick uh, episode for you guys. And there's going to be times when we do short, sweet episodes like this that, um, you know, are really straight to the point. That's going to give you some tics, tips and tricks uh, that you can go ahead and implement straight into your business or straight into your mindset. Uh, that's going to help you become a better real estate investor and it's going to flip your life over time. So today I really wanted to focus, no pun intended, on the word focus. Uh, so a couple of years ago, one of my first uh, business coaches when I got into real estate investing, um, and it is actually the 8020 Investor Academy, the guy that runs that, Dan Schwartz, um, he came to me and he says, do you do you know what focus is? Because he had asked me, he said, hey, I want you to just focus this year, spend 2021 on just focusing. Um, and I said, yeah, you know, it's when you kind of get dialed in on one particular thing. He goes, well, the the acronym for focus that we use is follow one course until successful. And I was like, wow. And that really hit me right in the middle of the eyes. And it was something that it's kind of like a light bulb went off. And it makes so much sense because so many people are chasing the shiny objects in what I call the shiny object syndrome, especially when it comes to real estate investing, um, when you start off as a wholesaler and the shiny objects are really what you see other people doing. So there's so much information out there and there's so many different real estate investors that are doing different things, different ways to generate leads, different ways to uh, negotiate contracts, things such as that, that even when I first got started, you know, I'm, I'm known as the driving for dollars guy. But when I first got started, started, I was looking at everything, not just driving for dollars. I was like, oh, let me try a little texting over here. Let me try a little cold calling over here, which I still do. But then it was like, okay, well, this guy's doing postcards. So let me start sending out some postcards. And we really don't stick to things for too long. Um, we just like to bounce back and forth to what we think is working in the industry uh, or what we hear that's working in the industry at that time. The problem is, is that it's working for other people. And what you don't see on the back end is that when you're listening to these podcasts or watching these videos on YouTube University, those other people are really dialed in on that one thing that they're talking about. So if they're talking about driving for dollars, such as in our case, we have a dialed in system that allows us to bring in at least 2000 leads per month through driving for dollars. And over the course of the last three and a half years, that has equated for over 75 percent of our deals. So. When they talk about focusing, following one course until successful, what we did last year in 2021 is we wanted to get really, really good at finding off-market properties and negotiating that properties to, and getting them under contract for the lowest possible price. So the wholesaling piece or the art of finding off-market properties is really or was really 100% of our focus in the year 2021. Now, with that being said, because we did that, we went from doing about $300,000 in revenue in 2020 to doing over $1.3 million in revenue in 2021. Now, that's a substantial jump in revenue and top line revenue. And, and it, it wasn't just top line revenue. We, we, at, we were at about a 42% net profit in 2021. Um, so it is about profit as well. But guess what happened after, uh, from us getting really focused in 2021? Not only were we able to uh, assign over 70 deals to other investors, so we helped other fix and flippers find deals that fit their budget, fit their criteria, and make money off of, of that. Um, we helped landlords find rental properties, and that allowed them to cash flow. But we also were able to, I was able to take down or buy nine rentals last year. 
through creative financing. And that's getting really good at finding off-market properties and negotiating with sellers. On the other end of that, I was able to raise money and help nine people become homeowners for the first time through our owner finance program. Those are offshoots from our wholesaling business or acquisitions business that came from us just getting really focused at finding these off-market properties. So I encourage you guys when you're out there and you're looking at what's the next step or you listen to all these podcasts or watching all these YouTube videos is to really decide what the one thing that you're good at, where you think you can be better at than anybody else in your area or anybody else in the industry and focus on that one thing or the thing that you love doing. Okay, You might not think you're the best out there, but you absolutely love doing it. And I want you to focus on that one thing. And in our case, it's driving for dollars, right? That's our number one lead generator. But also as a company, as a whole, our, in our acquisitions company, is finding those off-market properties and getting really, really good at negotiations and being able to negotiate that property and get it under contract for either the lowest possible cash price or the best possible deal creatively that works for bus both us and the seller. Now, with that being said, there's a, uh, I was actually attended a mastermind meeting about two months ago for my eight-figure entrepreneur group, and we were in Boulder City, Nevada. And one of the sessions that we did was on belief systems, and it had everything to do with focus. So uh, I just want to give you these three nuggets and things to think about um, when you're talking about belief systems and how it relates to focus. So the first thing that we went over is, do you focus on what you have or what you don't have? And that's a that's a very tough question for a lot of people, because most of us we're wired to focus on what we don't have. Right. I remember four years ago, five years ago, I didn't have much at all. Right. I shut down my gym business because it ran me into the ground and I was on the verge of being in a hospital um, just because I was burnt out mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And I'm like, what am I going to do next? Here I am. I've been in the fitness business for 15 years and now I don't want anything to do with fitness. And I've related that to who I am. So when I look at Vaughn Bethel or when people look at Vaughn Bethel, he's the fitness guy. He's the soccer guy. So what am I going to do? Who, you know, I felt like I had nothing five years ago. However, I was like, I want to be here. I want to do this. And when I got into real estate, I'm looking at the top players in the industry and I want what they have. Right. And as I've grown and as we've, uh, you know, scaled as a company, you know, people look at us and I speak on stage and, I, and I'm, I'm doing this podcast and I'm doing interviews and people are looking at me now and wishing they had what I have. But where's my mindset? I don't have enough. Right. And it's I have to be intentional about coming back, looking at how far I've come, how far we've come as a company, how far my family has come and being content with what I have. Now, I say being content. You know, for me, that's short lived because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a go getter. I always want more. And that's just for me to be to challenge myself. But where do we want to focus that attention? If we're always focusing on what's next or what I don't have, then that can lead down a bad road. So I always got to make sure that I come back around and focus on what I do have and take the time to enjoy it. So that's uh, number one. Number two is, do you focus on the stuff you can control or the stuff you can't control? Now, this is a uh, almost like an argument that I have with my wife on a regular basis because um, I feel like my wife's a worry wart and she'll tell you the same thing. Um, she's always worrying about, you know, what could go wrong or worrying about what's going to happen next week or things that are coming up. Um, 
I don't know if it's, if it's just how I'm wired, but I've always been the guy that like, I, I want to live today for today. And I want to put my focus on where I'm going in the future. And if it's in, in the negative things that could potentially be coming up or the negative things that are happening around us, if I can't control it, I'm not going to focus on it. I'm going to focus on what I can do to make the situation better, what I can do to get us out of the situation or what I can do to excel my family to that next level. So are you somebody who focuses on the stuff you can control or focus on the stuff that you can't control? So I, I, I encourage you to take some time and think about the things that you can control. And then how are you showing up? How are you showing up each and every day? And if you wake up in the morning and you're worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, how is that affecting how you're showing up today? Okay. And then the third thing, third and last thing I want to talk about is do you focus on the past, the present, or the future? Now, I'm the kind of person that I'm always focusing on the future. I'm always focusing on where, where, where can I be in a year? Where can I take my company in a year? Where can I take my family on vacation in three months? I'm very rarely focused on the past. And that's how, and I know that's easy for me because that's how I'm innately wired. Um, however, one of the things I realized is that majority of my focus is in the future and I need to be more in the present. And I've noticed that I haven't been as much in the present with my family, especially my kids and my wife over the last couple of years. But I've been, I've made an, a cognizant effort over the last year, especially with my wife on being more focused in the present. So we we actually have a date night every Tuesday night where, you know, we block it off. Tuesday nights from six to eight, seven to nine, depending on, you know, what time we're getting off of work or if the kids have any activities, you know, we're going out, just me and her, to dinner. And typically we try to go somewhere new, somewhere that we haven't experienced before and spend time with just me and her. Now that means no technology. So we put our phones to the side, turn them off, um, you know, we, we have it on vibrate. My wife keeps hers on vibrate just because just in case the kids need to contact us. But we get focused in the present of just me and her. And we try not to talk about work as much. We try not to talk about it the kids as much. We try to focus on our relationship. What are our goals? Where are we going? Where do we want to go? So how are you showing up with your family? Are you focused enough on the present? Okay. If you don't have family uh, or you don't have a kids, a wife, you do have family, you have a mom and dad, you have a brother or sister. How are you showing up to them? Are you focused on the present with them? Are you constantly focused on the future like myself? Or are you worrying about the past and things you've done in the past and how people are going to look at that? So stop focusing so much on the future. Spend time in today. It's all we're guaranteed. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Don't worry as much about the past. Learn from your mistakes. Make the changes that you need to make. Be present for those around you and make sure this year in 2022 that you focus, follow one course until successful. That's it for me today, guys. Uh, this is episode six of the Flip Your Life podcast. We'll be shooting episode seven and eight over the next week and we'll be talking to you soon. You guys have a good day.